Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Francois Lavoie. Francois just competed in the U.S. Open where he won and rolled a 300 on his way to his victory. Francois is a graduate of Wichita State. So, Francois, thank you for joining myself and Coach Casey of Klemkin here on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about things at the U.S. Open in South Point. You, um, you, <laughs> you won. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm looking back here over, over your match play tournament games and how things went. So, Francois, after you shoot the 300, you have to come back and bowl against Marshall Kent. At what point did you think this dream of yours that you've had was going to actually come true? To be honest, I don't think it was before the ninth frame when Marshall left that 10 pin. Um, I, I really, I don't tend to think too far ahead, and I, um, I don't think that's a productive thing to do necessarily. So, um, I just like to to stay stick with the process and keep doing the right things right and stick to what I do and um, yeah I don't think in, until it was almost ma- mathematically done um, I didn't really think about the fact that I'd won the U.S. Open. Now, what do you what do you attribute that to, Francois? I mean, there was a lot of people. We were in a big uh, uh, big restaurant, and they had TVs everywhere, and we were we were watching that. And you looked so calm when you were shooting three hundred, and even going into that championship match. Um, were you were you nervous out there? Are you just hiding it real well, or, or tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, no, the nerves were there for sure. I was I was definitely nervous. Um, I, first first time on a live TV show. Um, I don't know. There's kind of that added. Uh, added pressure if you will but um I, yeah i was nervous i was just trying to focus on my breathing uh to get to get my mind off of things that i didn't need to be thinking about um so just i was i would take a deep breath before every shot and when i was on when i was on the bench i was doing some breathing exercises um mm. so I, and i think that's what that's really what kept me in at that and just sticking to to the process like i said just going through my pre-shot routine every single time um, I think that's really what, what kept me grounded and what allowed me to perform like I did. So you talk about the process. I'm sure that was something that was instilled and ingrained in you when you were bowling collegiately there at Wichita. So let's talk about that and how how you changed as a bowler from when you were a freshman in college to where you are you know, when you left and where you are now ultimately in your game. Sure. Um, it's, uh, it's been quite a journey. Um, when I was a freshman, I think just like just like any other just like any other kid would, um, I, I wasn't as as patient. I was a little more invested in every shot that I threw. I wanted to strike all the time, and uh, got frustrated when I didn't. You know the the typical stuff, um, and that that didn't really work out too well in the team environment. You, you know, if you get frustrated, you bring your entire team down, and it. it it helps no one really. So, um, worked on that with, uh, coach Vatican and coach Lewis. We kind of changed my outlook a little bit. Um, 
learned I learned to be a little more patient. I learned to be more accepting of whatever situation happens. And uh, yeah, I think I think that that's mainly uh, mainly what what has turned me into what I am now. Blot out of Wichita State University, the program itself, and it sounds like you have as well. And this is the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. Uh, we have a lot of young listeners. And uh, how, how did you choose Wichita State? What brought you there? And uh, what kind of advice do you have for younger players who are trying to figure out what school to attend in college? Uh, well, for me, it was a pretty easy decision. I think I, um, I think it all started at the World Youth Championships in 2010 in Finland. Um, I met with Devin Bidwell and Jake Peters, who were bowling for Team USA there, but they were also, uh, Jake was in college at Wichita State, and Devin was going to attend, I think, the year later. Um, so I kind of started talking to them and then went back home and talked to uh, other Canadians that had gone to Wichita State, such as George Lambert, Mark Buffa, Carolyn Lagrange, and they they all went on to have some pretty successful bowling careers after after college. So I did a little bit of research and talking with a bunch of different people and uh, kind of just noticed that Wichita State was like the mecca of college bowling, so there really wasn't another option for me. I, I never really even considered any other colleges. And would you say, going back and looking over things, you know, your, your 24 games of your uh, match play. You know, I'm seeing a, a, in the first block you had a 177 game. That w- looks like that may have been your low game of that whole 24 game block there. What is it about South Point that really seems to match up well with your game and how you're able to manage things and not have that low game that some of the other bowlers may have had o- over the week? I just think it came down to strategy. Honestly, I I um, I looked at the lane graph for the for the lane pattern and. Uh, kind of noticed that there was some shape to the right there so uh to me it just made sense to go there you know you're bowling the u.s open it's it's never an easy pattern and i know uh the patterns that nick hoagland designs are are often pretty tricky if you don't play them right so i uh really i really wanted to uh give myself as as much of an advantage as i could and uh i think i think that i mean that strategy was was very good keeping my angles in front of me and playing the playing around first arrow around seven or eight at the arrows, um, keeping my angles in front of me until something developed, and then um, after that, when when friction started to develop, I didn't move away from it. I was actually using it. I, I tried to stay kind of in in the dirt the whole time, just as as close to the friction as I could to make sure that the ball picked up early because we saw a lot of two tens during the entire week and, and uh i just i i pretty much avoided splitting that way by keeping my angles in front of me getting the ball to pick up earlier um it just kept me out of trouble that much more and and you shot you know 300 on tv and the ball you use alpha crux you use that to win the tournament uh as far as talking about your angles and the balls that you chose and your strategy what other balls did you use throughout maybe qualifying and match play and and uh you know what else do you kind of attribute your success to also? Maybe the reps or any other assistance you got? Yeah, um, actually, that's, that's funny you mentioned that because I, I used the Alpha Crux only on TV. I didn't use it once in the 52 oh, games. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Ah. Um, wow. the, the lanes on the, the lanes on the TV pair just seemed a lot tighter. Um, so I, I needed something that was a little bit stronger. And thankfully I had that alpha crux with me because, um, what I had been using the entire week were some phase twos. I had two phase twos, a pin down one and a pin up one. And when, when we got to the TV pair, the pin down one was just a little, uh, a little too much too early and didn't have enough down lane. And the pin, the pin up one just went a little bit too long and they were, uh, it was too sharp off the end of the pattern. So I, I balled up to that alpha crux and, um, that, that really was, I actually only threw one shot with it in, in the six warm up shots before the match and, uh, decided to go with it. And obviously it worked out well. Yeah, I'd say so. Those phase twos are, I, I use the phase twos, a combination of both of them for probably 54 of, or 50, around 50 of the 56 games, except for double burn when I use mm. that code black to, to help me get a big score then. Mm. Yeah, Francois, what did you think and how did your bowling in college, how did it help you for the limitations on the amount of equipment you were able to bring with you this week as it was the U.S. Open, you could only check in eight bowling balls for the entire tournament? I think, uh, well, collegiate bowling, uh, I think that they... They, they force you to limit yourself to five balls on tier ones, I think. But at, at, uh, at Wichita State, we do that for every tournament. The, we always only take five balls to, to any tournament we go, even if it's not a tier one event. So um, I think it, it really helps us kind of learn how to build an arsenal and um, just, just get familiar with the balls that you have, not rely on just drilling new balls all the time. And um, I think that's... That was one of the keys to, to creating that arsenal that I, I, I only ended up using two balls, but I, I knew that I had a complete arsenal. And, um, I mean, it, it, it ended up working in my favor on the TV show, too, because the balls that I used all week didn't, uh, didn't match up on that TV pair. But, thankfully, I had, uh, I had that alpha crux in there. And I think um, when, you, when I'm trying to build an arsenal like this, I'm trying to make sure that I have balls that are pretty versatile because if you're limited with your bowling balls, um, it just makes sense to use balls that you can go straighter with balls that you can open up your angles with balls that are essentially, uh, balls that essentially give you more options than just one. Um, and then at the same time, I look a little bit at RG values and differential values to, uh, just so I don't, so I don't have two balls that are too close together. So it sounds like once you let's see you get a little bit of a variety in the bowling balls, but I know a lot of a lot of you know kids and listeners that are growing up are used to having maybe much bigger arsenal. So if you're only limited to five bowling balls, let's say you probably got to learn and get pretty proficient at adjusting your uh, maybe axis tilt rotation or your ball speed that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's where skill skills come into play, and uh, we work on that a lot at Wichita State during practices. We we always we always do different drills to learn different skills that eventually help us when we get to those situations where the ball isn't maybe matching up the exact right way that you need it to, but you're skillful enough that you can tweak your hand, you can tweak your speed, your loft, or whatever it is, um, and and actually make it work even if it doesn't necessarily work. Your final question I have for you, Francois. Has there been anything in your collegiate experience that you've bowled on that the pattern played similar, at least obviously probably not equipment-wise, but at least similar shape-wise to what you bowled on at the U.S. Open? That's hard to say. That's a hard question. I think maybe the 
maybe the Nationals pattern the year in 2015, the year that we that we ended up winning the national championship. Um, just because of how flat it was, I think the that U.S. pattern was kind of like that too. It was pretty pretty flat in the middle there, and uh, if you if you weren't matched up properly, it 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 showed to be pretty tricky. Um, the so that I guess the 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 flatness of it or um, lack of shape in a way was similar, but I think um, a lot of the patterns on tour now seem to have a lot more oil in the front part of the lane than those collegiate patterns that that we've all done when I was there. I'm not sure how, how they are now. They might have changed a little bit. But, um, I would say the closest that I probably saw was that national championship pattern or the national tournament pattern in 2015. Wow, well, good stuff. Thanks so much, Francois, for your time, and definitely can't uh, congratulate you enough uh, your achievement, you know, 23 years old, winning the U.S. Open. I'm sure it exceeded any dreams that maybe you thought you would have. But I think it's definitely a good inspiration for, you know, younger players who are considering coming to college and, and uh, you know, shows them that it can definitely be done. So congratulations. It was awesome. And uh, let's go ahead and win out another title. We'll have you back on the show, and uh, we, can, we can dig a little bit deeper. But thanks again, and uh, congrats. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me.